Are we supposed to get married? I'm gonna just swipe left. I just want somebody to share my life with. Sec stands for smile, eye contact, and casual touch. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've watched me on NBC's Access Daily, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Demona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Dates and Mates. As part of our Summer Encore series, I am opening up the Dates and Mates vault to bring you incredible episodes from the early days of the podcast and other secret sessions that have been locked away for my VIP clients only. You know, the idea of communicating with your matches seems pretty straightforward, right? But with each of us spending more and more time on our phones and behind our computers, I feel like our face-to-face interactions and conversations are really starting to suffer. And so today, I'll be sharing my masterclass on how to communicate, including how to avoid the texting trap and my four keys for healthy communication. All right, lovers, I'm talking to you. Let's get right into it. One of the principles that I use for my dating coaching clients when they're struggling with communication and flirting is improv. One of the basic principles is yes and. What does this mean? This means that when you're doing improv, you affirm the thing that the other person has said instead of saying no and declining the direction that they're headed. You say yes to it and then you add on. So I like to use this when you're communicating with a date or a partner by confirming that you understood and heard what they've said. So if you are commenting even on the weather and you say, oh, the the weather was really rough this weekend, there was so much rain, then that is an opportunity for the other person to say, yes, and I love the rain and it gave me an opportunity to curl up with a great book. And then what happens then? Well, the next phase would be that you get to follow up and ask that person what book that they were reading. And so now you're actually diving into the communication. You're confirming that you're actually hearing the other person, and then you're adding on with more to the conversation. The other principle is listening and responding. And this is really intensive listening. It's not about just trying to think of what you can say that will impress the other person or that will make the other person laugh because that's not authentic. Great improvisers actually stay in the moment and respond. So they hear something, they take it in, and they respond authentically with what strikes them at that very moment. And so that's something that I really want to encourage you to do, to listen to what the other person has said, and then just react to that. A lot of times people say to me, I don't know what to say on a first date. And they want a list of questions that they're supposed to ask. But a list of questions isn't going to get you there. Because if you're not actually connecting to the other person and you're not hearing what they're saying and then forwarding the momentum of the conversation, that is going to be a dry, boring, dull date, isn't it? I like to use the 70-30 rule of communication. You ready for this? So 70% of your conversation should feel like listening. It should feel like you're listening harder than the other person, then 30% would be you talking. We are always trying to, to impress the other person, trying to get our point across, right? And then 
what we do is we stop listening. We're thinking about how we're being perceived and what we need to say to interest the other person. And that gets us away from being authentic. The reality is only 5% of communication is the content of what you're saying. The words that you're saying, the particular questions that you're asking, they really ultimately don't matter that much. The majority of how someone perceives what you're saying is based on your tone, your inflection, and your nonverbal communication. I have this saying, (laughs) when you're on a date, if you're not sure how to flirt and how to engage in that nonverbal communication, I say, well, you have to have sex with each other. Now, don't get the wrong idea. Get your mind out of the gutter. Have sex. It's an acronym. It stands for smile, eye contact, and casual touch. And uh, I'll break down in a minute how that differs from men versus women. But smiling, smiling is always allowed. You've heard of, you know, the resting, resting bitch face. I want you to adopt resting smile face. And it feels weird sometimes. At the beginning, it feels weird when you're focusing on smiling. And even when nothing else is going on, you are putting that smile on because someone else is watching. They're reading your face. And if you look like you're not having a good time, if you're not smiling and inviting them into the conversation, they might make the assumption that you're checked out, you're not interested, and that changes the tone of the communication. Eye contact. This is so important. Now, I'm not saying like mad dogging them to death throughout the date. I'm saying make casual eye contact and then you can look away. But then if you look back, they know that you are drawn to continue wanting to communicate with them. So use great eye contact and then use casual touch. What does casual touch mean? It means above the belt, okay? It means on the shoulder on the elbow, on the wrist, when your date says something funny, just a playful bat of the wrist for a lady or a touch of, of the arm or even a hand on the back or putting your arm underneath theirs when you're crossing the street. Let's them know that you are inviting physical touch and that that is okay for that threshold to be breached. Now, guys, you have to be very careful with this because you don't want to touch a lady without her consent, of course. Sometimes that consent is nonverbal through her breaking that barrier first, but sometimes it's about getting verbal consent and saying, is it okay if I hold your hand? And then you have a very clear sense of where she stands with you at that point. But I especially encourage guys in today's world not to actually break that threshold of physical touch until she has let you know that it's okay. All right, you ready to talk about texting and messaging? This is super important. I don't want you all to get stuck in the texting trap. For my uh, faithful dates and mates subscribers, you know what I mean by the texting trap. The texting trap is when you get stuck in that loop of, hey, what are you doing? It's not going anywhere. Some signs that you may be stuck in the texting trap is uh, if you're texting too often, but you're not actually meeting offline and communicating face-to-face. If you're texting too little, if you send them a text and they wait hours to respond, the average response time is, is actually 
less than 10 minutes if somebody is interested in you. Now, this doesn't count if they're in a work meeting or something like that. But usually people will respond if they're off work and they're by their phones, they'll respond in 90 seconds or less. That's the average response time. So if you're not getting a response for hours or days or weeks, that is a problem. If you are responding too quickly and that person is waiting weeks and weeks and weeks or hours and hours and hours, and then you respond right away, you could be getting yourself caught up in the, in the texting trap. There are so many methods of texting trappage that you have to also be on the lookout for. So a lot of times we overthink it over text. We want to say exactly the right thing. So we spend all this time crafting the perfect message. Uh, sometimes we use voice texting. I'm a huge fan of voice texting. It saves my little thumbs here. But sometimes, you know, the voice texting makes a mistake. You've got to go back, especially if you're in the beginning phase of dating, you have to go back and double check what you've written. Autocorrect is a real problem. And also just the context of what you're saying, go back and reread it, reread it aloud because you may be saying the wrong thing and it may be keeping you stuck in that text phase and not moving on to actually having a date. The other problem with texting is that you develop a false sense of intimacy. You reveal things over text that you would never say to a person face-to-face -face on a date. So I want to encourage you today to think before you type. Read aloud, as I, as I said. I also have a rule, no messages after midnight. <laughs> There's real, it's like gremlins. There's nothing good that comes out of sending texts after midnight. So just save it. And if it's still important in the morning, then you can send it then. No drunk texting, of course. And I'm also not a fan of sexting. I know some people get very turned on by it. I just believe that we don't know what happens in the digital world once we put information out there. It could come back to bite you. We've seen this happen with so many celebrities that have had nude pictures that came out of the vault at some point. And I don't want that to happen to you. So I would say keep your sexting to a minimum or not at all. That doesn't mean that you can't flirt or send someone a message to say you're thinking about them or you can't wait to see them when you get home. But leave a little bit to the imagination. It's also important to tell your date how you like to communicate. Maybe you're not a great texter and you already know that. Get to the medium of communication that you're going to be successful in. So if you're stuck in this texting trap and you're going back and forth and sending all of these texts that you don't really want to be sending, maybe you've met, you've matched with somebody online and it's been, it's been several weeks and you still haven't met in person, that's when you need to actually withhold your texts and don't continue to engage and say, well, I'll, I'd love to tell you more, but I'll tell you more about that when I see you. Really drive towards the date and the face-to-face -face communication. Try not to pour your emotions out over text. It can be too much in the early phases, especially being too cutesy or being um, sarcastic can really be misread. And so you have to really control the tone of your text to make sure that you're saying exactly what you want to say in the beginning phases nothing more and nothing less.
If you are looking to build some tension over texting, there's ways that you can do this. My first tip is to make yourself scarce and see if they're more proactive about messaging you. And that kind of goes for anyone. It could be someone you're in a relationship with. It could even be a friend. If you are always the one to reach out and you are always the one driving the texts forward, step back a little bit and see if the conversation dies out or if they step up. You want to also escalate flirtation in the text. Don't begin hot and heavy, but let it escalate to a point where there is a little bit of tension and then you can follow up with, well, I'll tell you more when I see you. Make sure that you're only sharing what you want to share. You never have to directly answer a question. I'll give you an example. I had a client once who had a very messy divorce. Her husband cheated on her and she was still processing what had happened and building up her self-esteem from that. And on one of her early dates, the man asked, well, what happened with your divorce? Why did you divorce? And she felt like I was asked a question, so I have to answer it. So she said, well, he cheated on me and she took him through the whole story. And you can bet that she did not hear from him again. And she's a catch. She's a great lady. But that was too much information too soon. So I had to teach her how to be able to shift the direction of the conversation and only reveal what she wanted to. And really, nobody wants to go on a date and talk about your ex, right? (laughs) Nobody wants to hear about your ex over text either. So if you get a text or you get a question on a date that you don't feel comfortable answering, you make it cheeky. You say, why would I talk about my ex when I'm sitting here with you? Why would I talk about ex when I get to text with someone as sexy as you? And that automatically redirects the conversation and lets them know that that's not a topic that you're going to go into. Now, my last tip about building tension with texting is to use emojis. Yes, I'm talking to grown men and women about using emojis. But the reason that I like emojis is it's a mood modifier. It's very difficult to tell what someone means over text, to tell their inflection, tell their tone. The emoji allows us to modify the mood and to to give a winky face when you are saying something that's a little bit cheeky. Or if you're saying something that you're a little shy to reveal, then do the blushing face. Or if you want to amp up the flirtation, you you send the kissy face and that lets them know, oh, there's something going on here. This isn't just a friendly conversation. There's an interest in something more. I hope you enjoyed this special encore episode of Dates and Mates. If you love this show, share it with a friend, spread the love, and send me your question. You can DM me at Demona Hoffman on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or call me or text me your questions at 424-246-6255. Go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you're listening right now, and we'll be sure to make more shows that give you what you want to hear. We'll be back again next week with a special Encore episode all about self-love. Until then, I wish you happy dating.